Good morning, or maybe not. I don't know when you're listening to this, but hello. Uh, It's Ed Gallo. This is another episode of Resume Review, uh, the fight site on Patreon's most successful series. Is it our only series? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Um, This whole series came about because of a list I made. Uh, To start the site, we had to list our 20 greatest fighters of all time. And I said, how, how do I do that? You know, how do I measure greatness? What do I think quantifies greatness? And when it came down to it, the most important thing for me was, was wins. You know, who had the best wins? Who beat the best people um, for the longest time? So that's kind of how I started. And to do that, I just started watching fights and attributed value to, to wins. And I did that by considering... How hard is it to beat X fighter? You know, how hard was it to win that fight? How much resistance did they offer? Um, how well was the other fighter approaching the win? Uh, things like that. My, my thought process has definitely evolved over time. And I think I've refined it more and more. And I'm getting closer to something that can be called objective, but it's never going to be. And the whole point is context. And the whole point is that you need a relative expert's eye uh, to, to break these things down and to, and to make those decisions. So I'm getting closer and closer to deciding what quality is in MMA with regard to wins. And I just keep going back over these fights. And every time a fighter who is considered an all-time great fights, I I try to do another quick review of some of their fights to, to re-update my thought process and contextualize their career. So that is what we are doing today with Robert Whitaker. Uh, the karate hottie. <laughs> That's the nickname in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I love Robert Whitaker, man. He, uh, on wins alone, I-, I think he could be considered the greatest middleweight of all time. Obviously, a lot of other contextual factors point to someone like Izzy. I think if you really want to get conspiratorial and, and, you know, crazy and split hairs, you could make an argument for Yoel Romero. Uh, I know Anderson Silva is the popular answer, but despite having a lot of wins, you know, maybe that's something I do down the line is look at his wins, but I didn't find many of those to be quality. And I know different era, you know, people weren't as skilled, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's not fair to modern fighters to boost the wins of the past because the sport was worse. Also, there were quality fighters and quality wins happening in that time period just not in that division really, uh, and not in the UFC. So historically, I think this makes sense to do. Uh, and you know, it doesn't, if you have different criteria for greatness, then fine. I'm just, according to my criteria, it's not Anderson Silva. It's one of these three guys. Uh, but I think Rob, you know, kind of had an early lead and he is still taking fights and winning fights against decent guys. So he could be working his way back up there. But yeah, I know some people need big symbolic things to happen for legacy. I get that. So he probably needs to beat Izzy and for a lot of people to say, oh my God, uh, maybe he is. But, you know, some people struggle with stylistic matchups. Some, some, some fights are too hard for some fighters. So it doesn't mean they're not great. It doesn't mean they can't be greater than someone they lose to. You know, a lot of factors to consider. Anyway, I'm going to watch some fights. I'm going to watch three fights from Robert Whitaker and I'm going to evaluate his opponent how were they trying to approach the win, you know, and how well did they do it? Um, well, you know, what was their plan? How were they supposed to win this fight based on the way they approached it? And how did their physical factors, skills, tactics, everything, you know, influence that win? So it's not necessarily 
how much success did they have, but how good was the idea and how equipped were they to pursue that idea? Because if the other fighter does an amazing job and shuts you down, that doesn't mean you suck. Um, it just means the other fighter is amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's, you have to watch the fight. You have to figure these things out every time. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to do. So the first fight we'll be watching is Robert Whitaker's fight with Uriah Hall. And Uriah Hall is a very confusing fighter uh, because he has some bad results on his record. And he's had some bad performances, but he's also had some good performances. And some of his good performances have been losses. Um, I remember on the Ultimate Fighter, everyone was like, oh, my God, this is the guy. And Chael Sonnen was like, this is the guy. And he knocked everyone out. Um, he actually knocked out one of the fighters from bottom and guard who knocked him out uh, with punches. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, then he debuted in the UFC and he lost the finale to, to Kelvin Gastelum via, via pressure and wrestling mostly. And then he had a terrible fight with John Howard that he lost. And everyone's like, all right, never mind. Rye Hall's not a thing. Uh, then he beat Chris Levin and maybe some people were fooled by that. And then he, uh, he beat Tiago Santos and apparently like his toe was broken and that was a little more impressive. Uh, and then he, they fed him a can uh, and lost to Rafael Natal, who was, uh, I, I considered doing a, one of these on him, on the Natal fight, because I think he's a, a little bit underrated as well. Uh, and he beat the bang bus. And then he had that, uh, that huge knockout win over Musasi, which call it a fluke, if you will. Uh, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a big win. It's a big win on his resume for sure. So he had, you know, all-time career high momentum. You know, split decision loss was his last one. So he could say, like, there was an argument for him to be on, like, some sort of six-fight win streak, even though only, like, one or two of the opponents were decent. Uh, but he had a lot of momentum. People were like, okay, I think your eye hall's figuring it out, getting to the point where he needs to be. Of course, if you watch the fights, you realize, like, the deeper issues in his game hadn't really gone away, like his back foot footwork and the way he deals with pressure and, you know, competency with regard to wrestling and grappling. But as a striker... You know, if you give him space, pretty good, pretty good. So we're going to watch this fight with Robert Whitaker. Uh, Robert Whitaker at the time was doing great. Uh, so he had just moved up to middleweight after uh, he got knocked out by Stephen Thompson, obviously. Uh, he took one more fight at middleweight. Uh, well, sorry, wait, won that, then moved up to middleweight. They had that awesome fight with Clint Hester. I wanted to watch that one, but just in interest of time, we're only going to watch three. Uh, Awesome fight with Clint Hester. Uh, knocked out Brad Tavares. It's one of the coolest knockouts ever. Uh, the, the leaping left hook off the front kick. Um, yeah, that set him up for another one against a, a more highly regarded uh, fighter. Per perhaps ranked. I don't remember. But this was uh, 2015, so six years ago. But uh, it was definitely a defining fight for Whitaker to say, I should be fighting contenders. Okie dokie. So let's watch it. Let's figure out what happens here. Oh, if you're listening on a podcast platform... I'm going to watch the fight on video uh, on Patreon. So subscribe to the fight site on Patreon. It's only $3 and you get to watch the fight uh, with me. And I might be stopping and going back and forth to break things down. You never know. I do that more often when there's wrestling involved, but you never know. I could do it here. Um, and yeah, it's definitely worthwhile to have the full experience. But if you're trying to follow along with me on Fight Pass or something like that, I'm going to hit start at uh, 9.05 of this video. So I'll count down, then on go, I'll hit play just for you. You know, I, I want you to subscribe to the fight side on Patreon, but you know, if you don't, if there's, if there's reasons you can't, if they're good reasons, I'm talking to you directly now, listener. I don't want you to suffer from the bystander effect where I say, please subscribe to the fight side on Patreon. We need your money. It's the only way we survive. And you say, oh, that's, I, I love the fight site, but you know, other people are probably subscribing. It's okay. They don't, they don't really need my money. No, I do. I do need it. 
um, really badly. So you listening to this right now, if you just have that thought process, don't trust that. We need it. We need your money. All right. So 905 in the video right now. I'll give you some time to collect your, your finances uh, and then you can donate later. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. Fight just started. They touch gloves. Clock set at 455, as I just said that. And Rob starting now with that uh, low line kick. Oh, nice uh, level changing combination to uh, to back up Hall. And Hall went straight backwards. So no no sign of a uh, of how he's going to win the fight yet from Hall, but he definitely got uh, put in, into his outside of his comfort zone really early. Rob doing a really good job kicking with him outside, and nice uh, coming offline to the side and ending with that low kick. Rob's really cool man. Swung big on that left hook. So Hall. Mostly linear retreats. Um, definitely has a decent idea of distance in the back foot, but the fact that he leans on that and you can just keep pushing him forward, backward and get him to the fence, that's an issue. Rob working behind his jab. Hall hasn't done much anything yet. Tried to counter it <laughs> on the back foot, but it had himself planted and didn't expect Rob to come flying at him with his rear hand. So I think uh, the speed and athleticism of Whitaker is definitely throwing off his reactions on the back foot. Good counter kicking there from Hall. Stifles his entry. Tries to jab off uh, Whitaker's kick. That's good. So now he's looking to pressure Whitaker a little bit more. He's round kicking to bring up his guard. Yeah, there's a nice little uh, stabby push kick. Good frame off to keep Whitaker from coming in. Caught the kick. Doing a lot better now as Hall. Nice uh, step and jab. Yeah, he adjusted. He adjusted. So I need to put more pressure on this guy. If I hang back, I'm not going to be able to deal with his speed and read his reactions well. Using that uh, that lead hand a lot to frame. Trying to parry a lot of these shots. Nice. He slipped the, uh, it looks like a Superman punch, but he slipped it uh, and, and pushed off. And now he's got a little bit better of a read on, on Whitaker's offense. He's going to try to build on something himself. Just touches the leg there. Showing a little shoulder feints, a little hip feint. <laughs> feints a spin, but, you know, oh, nice low kick by Whitaker. But, yeah, if you're going to feint a spin like that and just not recover your stance quickly, that's probably a bad idea. The lean back isn't great, but he, he made Whitaker whiff on the overhand there, so that's good. Um, stabs the body again with that front kick. So, yeah, pressure worked the body. And a little tornado kick attempt into a wheel kick and put himself out of position, and Whitaker... Uh, Gets a react to takedown. So maybe without knowing that Whitaker was going to wrestle him, <laughs> he he uh, he did that. But if he expected Whitaker to, to wrestle, then uh, that was a terrible idea. So Whitaker trying uh, Hall trying to shrimp and sit out there. Whitaker underhooked and uh, covered the hips. Now he's sitting on the uh, on the half butterfly guard, framing on the head to keep him closer to the mat. Try to pin him down. Uh, needs to underhook that right side if he really wants to pin him, but he wants to also be able to have the option to posture up and, and strike. So it's a little bit of a balancing act for Whitaker. But Hall looks stingy on bottom. Nice gets back to feet on hips, trying to push off Whitaker, uh, fighting the feet. Oh, a nice little uh, step over to half guard, controlling the wrist there to make sure the Hall can't push off on the hips again. Elbows the body. That's nice from Whitaker. Oh, a nice frame, frame technical get up attempt from, from Hall, but uh, Whitaker pressures in and knocks him off his base mid get up. He's got this really wide side control. Yeah, got that knee, knee tucked in, Rob. Slides over through mount. 
And a good kickoff on the hips there from, from Hall. That was nice. It's looking tough on bottom, looking tough. English catches the uh, catches the kick there. Um, he's trying to make be annoying here to make Rob get up, but isn't really forcing him to get up himself. I think he'll need to do that. So I think you can forgive a little bit if you're coming into the matchup thinking that you're going to be striking. You're not fully prepared to deal with someone resting and top gaming you. It speaks to your skill set for sure. But with regard to like approaching your win condition, if you didn't know, then it's okay. Oh, it tries to get up from the knee slot, uh, knee on belly there. Uh, let's let's go back. I'm gonna. We're at uh, 40 seconds left in the round. I'm gonna go back to that full sequence here with the knee on belly because that was interesting. I'm gonna slow it down. So we're at 51 now. I'm starting it at one fourth speed. So Whitaker's got the uh, the face planted. He's gonna posture up and uh, get knee on belly with his right right knee, more like shin on belly, really. And Hall is going to. With the frame off, I believe. Yeah, he pushes away on the arm, posts, turns to his hip, gets on his elbow, tries to sit up. Whitaker steps over to mount. Hall just continues to push off and gets down to turtle. Referee is in the way. And he goes to get it back up to his knee. Rob gets the, the tight waist from rear standing and just pulls him back into his uh, into his back mount and puts the hooks in. And uh, oh, nice uh, double, double underhooks on the arm. Uh, to get that position locked down. That was a nice little scramble. Nothing super crazy there. I just want to see it happen again. Um, it's kind of right. Hall's, uh, Hall's actions. So Hall has a decent idea of how to force getups, but not super great at it. And, you know, instincts aren't, aren't totally there to do the right things right away. There's too much time in between actions and that allows Rob to chain chain positions and, uh, and retain dominance. And, and Whitaker's got a good top game. Uh, Definitely has a good top game. Oh, and uh, Whitaker gives up the hooks. He tried to uh, switch the hook underneath the leg to uh, switch over to mount or, or elevate him. And Hall took that opportunity and reversed immediately. So Hall isn't useless on the ground. And he was about to, uh, he was about to eat some shots there on, on that single leg get up uh, was Whitaker. So from that round from Hall, we saw that he was having trouble in the back foot early. And two things happened. One, he started pressuring Whitaker more, which allowed him to see things coming a bit more. And he uh, got a better read on what strikes were coming and got the distance down a little better and started to adjust his defense. His defense still fundamentally has issues with the way that he, he likes to lean back and doing things like that, like the tornado kick into, into the heel kick attempt. Like it, it, there wasn't, there wasn't the space for that. And it might've been just muscle memory, something he's used to doing, but don't, you don't need to do that. Um, on the ground, yeah, he had some issues, but he didn't. He wasn't useless, and he definitely had some ways to to create scrambles. And it, it speaks to to a decent level, just because uh, Whitaker has a good top game. So, getting able to being able to make those those scrambles happen is is a good sign, at least. Um, yeah, I don't know what they said to him in this corner, but if he's going to be smart, you would like to see him pressure more, spin less, uh, work the body more, counter kick more, jab more. Uh, keep fighting the hands, parrying the hands. Oh, a little knee counter there from Hall. Tries to throw the knee again. So try and dissuade any any wrestling because he doesn't want to get top game right away again in the round. So that's a good idea as well. So Hall demonstrating some intelligence and uh, jabs and, and rocks back from the left hook there. Does Hall touch the, touch the leg there? Yeah, all these straight back retreats are really setting him up for the low kicks. Rob's been really good with any low kicks he sets up with his blitzes, but 
and nice uh, naked leg kick therapy. Yeah, usually the naked outside kicks are the ones that are getting caught and countered. Well, slipping entry there attempted from Hall, but when he was trying to pivot out, he turned his back and uh, Rob covered. Um, I don't know if he's trying to like turn into a spin in that situation, but Rob had a really good read on uh, keeping track of him in that and then in the pocket there and took the back as soon as he found it. So we got rear standing now to stop in the feet. Hall needs to fight those hands, but it's hard when you're you can't usually when you're fighting hands to peel off that grip and rear standing, you have space to walk forward and do it against the cage. It's a lot harder. So jabbing simultaneously. Oh, nice uh, stepping, stepping straight from Whitaker. Whitaker slips that jab. That's nice. Kicking the guard as Hall. Yeah, he's trying to walk him down. He got a counter jab there, trying to front kick. Apparently, I poked. I'm not sure. Ref seems like he saw it, or he's just believing Hall that he got poked. It could have been a knuckle, honestly. Looks like he just got jabbed. So we're going to see the replay here. Ruins my commentary momentum, these fouls. <laughs> so yeah, Hall throwing that front kick up the middle. And jab doesn't land clean, which makes me think it was probably the knuckle. Yeah, it was the knuckle. So not an eye poke. Crowd's booing. <laughs> That's the ref's fault. And you know the ref shouldn't let fighters call their own timeouts. But it is what it is. Oh, nice uh, stepping in, uh, lunging to get that rear hand going, trying to hit him on the lean back. That's kind of what got him in trouble against Izzy, honestly. Oh, a nice uh, lunging, a spring combination to the low kick there from Hall and Whitaker tried to counter it. Setting up these wheel kicks, man, it's a bad idea. He's Whitaker is bouncing in, blitzing in so often that if you spin, if you turn your back on him, he's probably going to get rear standing, and that's what we see here. Nice uh, low kick on the, on the circle out there by Whitaker. I like the Hall's fight in the hands. I like Hall's jab. I like the front kicks to the body. I like the counter kicking. Uh, I like the attempt to check hook. Um, he's got he's got some good solid stuff uh, built into his game, but the there's also some unnecessary things that are giving him, putting him in trouble, putting him in bad situations. But the pressure is good. He needs to pressure more. It's not like Whitaker's shooting on him in open space, so he he should be able to pressure harder. Uh, steps out to the left and, and parries that lead hand, try to set up a big angle for a counter there, but doesn't quite get it. Derek Abel just touched that lead leg with his uh, with his lead leg. And Hall parries the hands and leans back from the overhand. That one landed. I'll try and get his lead hook going. Yeah. They're both a little uh, uncomfortable with the distance there. Good body jab from Hall. That'll set some stuff up. Pressuring a little bit more. Whitaker uh, gets some space and hits the low kick. Trying to jab him to keep that distance. Yeah, you have Whitaker doing a lot more outfighting here because <laughs> of Hall's pressure. Hall pumping his jab a bit. Good low kick. Catches, catches. Oh, counter head kick there. He ate that clean. Go back, go back. All right, so I'm at a one, 137, 136. I'm going I'm to pause it and start it at 140 speed. Check this out. So Hall hit, hits the low kick on the back foot for Whitaker. Whitaker tries to uh, come off at the angle, tap the hands down, and hit the low kick. That's a good strategy. Uh, but uh, 
Hall Hall caught the hands, catches the kick. Uh, tries. It looks like he throws a throws a hook. But it looks like he just tries to pass pass the leg away. I'm not sure what he was doing there. But check this out. On the break, he shows the rear hand uh, and kicks over it, and he, he clean head kicks him, clean in the jaw. That was perfect. That was really nice counter kicking. Uh, wow, wow. And tries to tries to capitalize, and uh, Rob swinging, but. Yeah, let's just look at that one more time uh, in full speed. It was really nice, and he he ate that clean. You'd miss that if you if you don't look closer. Oh, you can hear it. <laughs> so we're at one twenty nine now. As I said that, um, yeah, I just wanted to see that again. That was crazy. Trying to counter elbow his hall, expecting him to burst in again. It's a good idea. So walking him down again. I feel like a little more urgency on, on the pressure now that he knows that he rocked him and he can hit that counter low kick as he tries to circle out of his pressure. That's good too. Got the length on his jab a bit better there. Tries to uh, pivot out on his left hook and gets countered for it. Still a good idea. As, uh, tries to counter that low kick again, just eats that one. Does your right haul. Um, yeah, less than a minute left in this round, about 45 seconds. Rob getting back to that uh, that stomp kick a little bit more. I'll just walking him down. I throw him much. Tries to, yeah, tries to counter kick uh, the, the entry there. Lands that. Step up, knee faint. See what else he got. Yeah, with only 30 seconds left in the round, you might expect him to start spinning now, um, which is probably a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, a nice counter there by, by Whitaker. Caught him walking in, hit him with the rear hand. Now he's got Hall on the fence. Yeah, that, that stepping off at an angle low kick, Hall's really good at catching that. Just surprising because that's usually, you know, you're out of position and more likely for things to land on you. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Hall could definitely have pushed the pace a little bit more, but, you know, he, everyone's conditioning has its limits. He fights a very athletic style. That's hard to keep up over a long period of time. Uh, so with regard to my evaluation, things you have to consider is that the things that he's doing, a lot of them are working. Uh, a lot of his counters are working. He stayed off his back that round. Only threw one stupid spinning thing and didn't, didn't end up uh, paying any consequences for it. And uh, that Whitaker is doing a good job dealing with his offense. Whitaker is very dangerous on the front foot and the back foot. So Hall's trying to be careful. So I think Hall's taking a really good approach to Whitaker. Things should be better, obviously, but considering what he's able to do uh, and what his limitations are, I think he's doing a good job. And uh, his his weapons are very threatening. He hits very hard. He's fast. He looks very strong in, in their uh, grappling exchanges. And, uh, I mean, a fighter with a lesser chin, he would have knocked him out. He clean, clean counter head kicked him. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so I would definitely say that this is a quality win. Just based on those first two rounds, that that Hall is has been tough. Has been definitely been tough. Um, I'm not sure if you could give that round to him, but could. Um, so I'm gonna come down to this third. Now he's trying to pressure a lot harder now. Whitaker's getting his counter punching going a lot um, and counter kicking, but you know Hall got him on on that kick attempt. Hall's trying to swing now, and uh, Whitaker is outboxing him in the pocket a lot. Oh, now he's got him covered up against the cage, punching through his guard, and he turns his back while he's rocked. Whitaker gets rear standing. Kimura <laughs> trap attempt from Hall just to tie up the arms. 
Um, but yeah, coming out really aggressive in the third round, I don't think was necessarily a good idea. He was doing all right in that round, round two, uh, taking things at his own pace and just walking him down a little bit and pressuring. He ended up swinging pretty hard. I don't know what his corner told him. They might have said that he needed to finish him, which I think is bad advice. I think he there's an argument for that second round. And his best offense is landing by being more, not conservative, but being more measured. Um, yeah, the big exploding attacks are not what's going to work in this situation. Um, just picking him apart was better. So Whitaker's holding rear standing here. Like I said, it's really hard to fight the hands in this position. You have to get an angle. You can't like hip straight forward. There's a lot of what you're taught. You have to get the, the hands on one side of your hips and uh, lean forward and, and you know apply pressure with your hips as you peel the hands down, which is hard to do when you don't have a lot of space. Um, we could also do is, you know, Hall could take that left arm and try to pummel it inside and uh, take the arm off that way. I think that would also work. He's just trying to control the hands. There he goes. He spins to turn in. Now he's got a wizard and underhook. That's good. Just an over-unders here. Yeah, I mean, Hall got rocked, too, so I don't know what he's where his head's at, which is the double collar tie. Whitaker's going to go leg attack off that. Yep, pretty shallow level change. Got the single, holding it. See if he tries to do any type of finish there. Nope. Hall's leg probably feels really heavy. And Whitaker elbows off the break. That looks like it hurt pretty bad. Um, so let's see if Hall takes any a smarter approach now that that happened. Um, lead hooking. Got Whitaker on the back foot, trying to dip off his jab. That's pretty good. Oh, step up lead head kick. I think he landed that. He wouldn't be able to tell from that angle. Oh, and intercepting flying knee. I think that landed too. So pretty decent strike selection here. Selling out. Oh, there's that low kick again. He shoots on Whitaker. I think that's a terrible idea, but just get him thinking about it. Oh, and shoots him into the cage, transitions to the double collar tie, and he's getting off some big knees. He's attacking. Um, so conceptually, at least, you know, He's attacking in a smarter way than he did in the beginning of the round. Um, See, so now he needs to be really aggressive, but he's being smarter about it, and he's got this body lock against the cage, his knee and the legs. Uh, but I think he needs to do more than just control positions. I think he needs to get it back to space where he can make it a more competitive fight, try to land something big. Um, he's not going to land anything big here, and grappling with Whitaker more, wrestling with him more, is not really a way to make sure that you win the round. <laughs> so I would recommend disengaging, but again, probably head isn't totally clear. He got rocked, but he did disengage there. Keeping him on the cage. Oh, push kick to the face. He lands that. Oh, only the hand blocked the head kick. Dude, he's he's coming after him. He's getting off some really good attacks here. He obviously he's very tired too. The way he responded to being on the back foot there. Tried to spin through that overhand. That's not good. Um, getting counter punched there off the awful low kick. Whitaker parrying the jab, coming in with the zone, and Uriah Hall just doubles up on his jab and gets him on that one. Trying to parry the hands, but yeah, his footwork's falling apart a little bit. His positioning falling apart a little bit. He's definitely tired. It's been a tough fight. Tough fight for both of them. Yeah, Rob getting that. Coming offline on the low kick again. Touching the hands, but uh, Hall caught it. Don't, don't spin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nice uh, cross counter there from Whitaker. Backs Hall up. Oh, nice shot through the guard there from Hall. He's doing good stuff here, man. He's kicking the legs. He's got off some really good offense in this round. I think he adjusted pretty well to a terrible start to the round. It's funny, is him dipping off the jab is actually just having him eat all of uh, Whitaker's counters because Whitaker likes to hook counter. 
An overhand counter. Yeah, the hand fight's good for Hall. It's definitely helping him mute a lot of Lakers' offense. Trying to get some long straights going from the outside. Turns his back again. That's that's really bad. That's not good. So I think that's what prevents Uriah Hall from having a particularly high rating. Like, he's not a B win because he makes too many bad mistakes. Like, we're talking about approaching a win condition, you know, trying your best to win the fight with, with the tools that you have. A uh, nice uh, drag, sag, mat, mat return there from the rear standing, but... All scrambles back up and tries to push off in the throat to get separation. That was a good attempt, but yeah, Hall tried really hard to win that fight, but he also didn't do himself any favors in a couple of those situations. Like the dumb spins really put him back in the fight. He didn't need to do that. Um, turning his back a bit is, is, is bad, a bad habit. Um, but just purely with the, with regard to the striking, I think he was doing a lot of good things. I think he, uh, he approached Rob well. He tried to exploit his weaknesses very well. Um, his offense looked very potent. Rob's got a hell of a chin. Um, he did a good job. He did a good job. He adjusted several times. He landed a lot of shots that would have ended the fight against other people. Uh, yeah, so I ended up giving this a 74, I believe, uh, originally, maybe even without rewatching the fight. And, uh, just as a, as a courtesy, just uh, symbolically to say, I, I recognize that this win is pretty good. And that was a tough fight. I'll go up two points. There you go. Uh, two points for Uriah Hall. He's a 76. How about that? Um, just to recognize that, that was a, that was a tough fight. That was, that was a harder and win. Uh, okay. So next, you'd be watching one of my favorite performances of any fighter, uh, Robert Whitaker versus Jacques Ray Souza. So uh, after that Uriah Hall fight, uh, Waker had a, another tough fight with Rafael Natal, which I could also watch, but I'm not going to. Um, definitely a tough fight. Uh, gave him some issues with his kicking game. And then uh, he knocked out Derek Brunson. That fight was insane. A one-rounder where Brunson was chasing him down like a madman. And uh, Rob had to get his offense off the back foot, had to collect himself. Uh, and then off those wins, I mean, that was a one, two, three, four, five, six-fight win streak. They gave him a, a number one contender fight with with Jacare. And at the time, Jacare... Uh, was also on a crazy, a, a pretty crazy streak in the UFC. Um, he was already in a couple fight win streak from Strike Force, and then the UFC he won one, two, three, four, five in a row. Um, almost all finishes as well. Not against the best competition, but he was looking good. Uh, lost a really close fight to Yoel Romero, which a lot of people thought he won. Knocked out Vitor, uh, and got another win <laughs> against Tim Bosch. Not really anything, but you know, it could could you argue that he was undefeated in the UFC at the time? And that's a lot of wins and, and beating a well is very impressive if you give that to him. So then he fights Robert Whitaker. Uh, after this fight, he knocks out Brunson, has a really close one with Kelvin and then knocks out Weidman. So this is definitely close to what could be considered a prime Jacare, not prime physically necessarily, but the prime mixture of physical and, and technique. Um, you know what I mean? You know, best, close to best Jacare. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to find this fight, pull it up, and we're going to watch it. So from my fight pass, follow along crew, do you exist? Am I talking to no one? I don't know. Uh, if you do that, let me know. And then I'm also going to tell you to subscribe to the fight set on Patreon. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to watch this fight. Uh, obviously, you know, with this in mind, when you're evaluating a fighter's skill set in a win, if they don't get to grapple and they're a grappler, then you're like, don't get to really see everything they're capable of. 
So just within the context that Jacare is one of the best grapplers ever in the UFC, add that, add that to his rating that, you know, he is a very difficult person to defeat because of that, but we'll see. We'll see what we get. Okie dokie. All right. So for my fight pass follow along crew, it's at two minutes flat on the fight pass video. And I'm going to start it when I say go ready. Three, two, one, go. Rob and Jacare. Jacare pressuring a little bit, trying to walk him down. Rob being bouncy on the outside, looking cool, very attractive. I like his haircut. Shaved head, but there's a little more on top. Looks nice. Good dipping jabs and dipping lead hands from Whitaker to, to maintain distance. Chakra hasn't thrown much of anything yet. Showed him a couple level changes. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe them. Get a lunge of left hook there from Whitaker. Slow start. Good, good entry by Whitaker. And he enters the, I just want to look at that really quick. Just to, to highlight something conceptually that I wrote an article about Robert Whitaker's uh, wrestling defense. Uh, it's called Robert uh, Wrestling for MMA. Robert Whitaker uh, covered a lot of his takedown defense, a lot of fights, a lot of the way that his style makes it hard for people to wrestle with him. A big part of it is bladed stance and hands low. Um, yes, it'll get you on a single pretty easily if someone really blades their stance and sticks their lead leg out there like that, but it's also easier in MMA to defend a single uh, head inside or outside. But uh, because the limp leg works so well, you can just slide your foot out. Whereas in wrestling, your shoe gets stuck. A lot of the times, that's not always the best best way to do it. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm at four seventeen in the round. I'm gonna slow it down and, and watch this slowly. So he comes to enter with his lead hand. He gets down in a stance behind his shoulder. He's gonna pop that, uh, extend that out with his hips and and pop that lead hand up. And Jacare matches his entry. Oh, it looks like he's fainting. The shoulder with his lead hand was going to come up with his rear hand, but Jacare has to match his entry. And they just end up uh, colliding, and immediately Whitaker, you see right here, had, had that lead hand controlled. So that's a small, a small detail, but it's really important because being able to catch the hands uh, is, is half the battle, or it's one-third of the battle, rather. Defensive wrestling is about head, hands, and hips. Um, so if someone's level changing on you, your first line of defense is head and hands. If you can get your head in front of their head, they cannot penetrate past your head. Um, that's why a lot of wrestlers are ugly because they are used to defending with their head and they get their faces beat up. It's a thing. It's a thing. Or like It's not an exaggeration. You really use your head as a, as a line of defense. To get past your head, you have your hands to catch their hands or catch their body, get, dig underhooks, get a wizard, whatever you need. If they get to your hips, you're getting your hips back. But typically, all these things are working in tandem. Uh, but the first lines... Head and hands, so matching their levels and catching their hands, and Whitaker does a really good job with that. Okay, let's watch. Good pushing off from a, from a loose tie there, and oh, slips, ducks under the uh, the uh, the hook and gets out to an angle. Does Whitaker? Good good thing to do against the cage, so a guy can't <laughs> trap you there. Especially Shakare, and now he's jabbing a little bit more to maintain distance. Easy little body kick there. I should be evaluating Jacare. I keep talking about Rob. I'm distracted by how good he is. All right. <laughs> so Jacare not selling out on anything just yet, though. Uh, trying to see how what he can land on. Trying to see how he can get him to uh, overcommit to defending on the back foot. Tries, tries to counter right hand there. 
Rob right out of range after he throws it. So wheel kick attempt to cut off the cage. That's something. And lunging entry gets him to the to the over unders. Punches the groin. It's <laughs> just shocker. Holding that wizard tight. Yeah, good block in the hips when he tries to circle out off the wizard. That's good. Getting a little some shots in between. It's gonna be hard to transition to a leg attack from that wizard on that side. He's gonna have to uh, get a new tie up or you know lock it up tighter. Uh, go for some sort of tie. Oh, good. Let's take, let's take a look at that again. I'd, I'd like to see how he did that actually. So now we're at a uh, two fifty nine in the round, three oh four of the round rather. I went back. So Jacare is gonna. So I thought maybe what he was doing was maybe he's trying to tie up the over-under and hit the trip ball at the same time. So he's got this wizard, right? So you got the wizard and the underhook, and he's going to step up and stomp over this uh, left leg of Robert Whitaker and try to hook that and drag him away from the cage over that. Because uh, that would be his base, right? That would be his post. So if you're controlling the post, if you're blocking the post, take him that way because there's nothing to break their fall, right? Uh, but it looks like he's going to let go of the wizard and drop all at once. He's stepping over to hook that leg. Yeah, letting go of the wizard. Uh, but honestly, letting go of the wizard and just, just whipping your arm around to get to the single is pretty tough. Because, I mean, look at that. If Whitaker recovers fast enough, he can just jack up that arm and underhook it. But he doesn't. Um, so Jockery does get to that side of the leg, but uh, Whitaker focused on underhooking the other side of the arm to make sure he couldn't connect his hands. Uh, so Jockery pulling out that leg with the hook. That's nice. I'm going to try to double off here. Yeah, get to the other leg. And nice switch out in the base there from Whitaker. That was really nice. Right when right when his legs were together, he noticed it. And I got his other leg free and went side on uh, the other the other side. Um, that's really good. So Jokere pushing in on the single here, trying to drag across. That's nice. Go roll across his back, try to cover the hips. Uh, and Whitaker is controlling the hands here. That's really important. So when he gets his hips down, that arm across the back, that's going to allow him to keep Jacare uh, planted, not let, allow Jacare to cover up on his hips anyway. Uh, so he's going to be able to get his hips out in this space here when, once they roll through. Yep, see that? He's got all this room here. He's got that control. That's going to allow him to achieve this angle here across like the shoulder blades. Um, Jacare's only got that angle. So he's going to keep trying to drag him across and back. Now Rob's in a much better position. He has height in the scramble. Uh, so usually if you have height, that means you, you have the most options of which way you can go and your weight's on top of the other person's weight. Um, you have much better leverage. So Rob's going to backstep, going to post. Jokere's going to climb up. Uh, he's going to let go of the ankle, try to cover across the back here and, and sit up and scoot his hips down to the mat. So he's going to reach across to the lat, try to step over. Oops. Someone told me I should be using the space bar, but I, just, I need to, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm showing things with the cursor. I'm clicking. It just, it happens. Um, and Whitaker is just going to build up just as soon as he has that leg free. So as soon as he let go of the leg, Whitaker starts getting back to his base. He just got to beat the scramble. He's got to be faster, basically. Stand up, still got that leg, still got that arm, wrist controlled. So Jokere almost has this position right here. See what Rob does. Let's go with that. Switches to the wizard. That's smart. Gets his underhook. And he's pretty much stabilized the position now. So if you want to watch that all again, the thing starts at a uh, 304. So we're going to go full speed now. Just one more time. It's almost gets that double there. Whitaker gets his base back out, rolls through that wrist control really helped him out. 
and switch the wizard underhook boom back to a stable position inside trip attempt oh very nice inside trip from Jacques Ray. Uh, Whitaker just gets back to his back to his base tries to build up gives up the back just keep building up just keep building up standing's better standing's always better and Jacques Ray too high only had one hip hook in and that allowed Whitaker to get out there uh even more defense to cover here I'm doing it going back oh Jesus Whoever told me about the space bar thing is really mad at me, but it's just way easier if I'm show, you know, of showing it with the cursor. It's just not as natural. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to the inside trip here. I'm gonna watch a five round fight after this, and I'm not gonna do it this often. But this fight, there's just so many uh, cool exchanges. Um, okay, so inside trip. Basically, Chakra has his underhook. He has it high. Uh, he's got the the inside pry on the uh, on the left leg. Uh, Whitaker's got over unders. So basically, just the fact that Chakra has him planted, he has his back to the cage. He's got his weight going backwards. He doesn't have it planted on his feet. I think that's an important thing. And basically, as long as he can, uh, he's just going to use mostly this leg hook to to get him off the cage. He doesn't really have a good tie up to move him. Usually, you'd have like a wizard on that side, and you can pull with the wizard toward the side that you want him to go and push with the underhook on the other side. Maybe have double overs and you can pull them both uh, with both sides the same way. But watch this. See, he's, he's having a hard time moving him across. He gets the leg out. Now he's balancing on one leg. But again, he has this grip here, which isn't super helpful. He can pull on the knee and that should disrupt the base a little bit more. But that underhook, it's really hard to pull with an underhook. You have to go, you know, grab the lat basically. Uh, behind the armpit and, and pull with that. But there is a good a good thing that Jock Ray just did. You see how he just tried to hop and pivot on his other leg? He's going to use his own body just to turn Whitaker out. So as long as he has some sort of control with this tie-up, if he can pivot his, his lower body and move out his lower body that way, that'll work. Um, now he's able to, that's how he's able to create that angle and get Whitaker off. Uh, so he's got the, the seatbelt grip across the back now. Whitaker's going to go back to his base here. Jacare trying to cover up the hips, get some sort of grip across the waist and put the hooks in. Nothing really Jacare's fault here because the cage really makes it harder to get that second hook in. So he goes for the side that he has, puts that hook in, still low on the chest. This uh, grip went for the neck. It wasn't there. Rob was covering. He's got no grip here. He's got no seatbelt grip. He's got nothing. So he's just kind of hanging, hanging over the leg, barely has his hips covered. Tries to put the hook back in. What happened there? How did he lose it? I went too far. So he's got it. Step that in. It's pretty shallow, I guess. So if Rob builds up higher, uh, Jacare's other foot is kind of dragging. So if Whitaker builds up, he might have to you know, reestablish his own base so he doesn't fall off. Let's see this again. He's trying to put his other hook in, and that actually. Uh, puts him at this weird angle. <laughs> and I think that, you know, takes the hook out on that side. So he's still over his hips. I think Whitaker was just able to get some space. Yeah, and he, as soon as that space was there, Whitaker steps his knee up and takes the hook out. That's She's just got really good instincts, like really good reactions in these situations, Whitaker does. And I think it's just from a lot, a lot of hours of practice. And I also think he's got some talent that makes things come easier to him, but definitely practiced the crap out of that. Um, so now he doesn't have that hook anymore. So he's trying to go inside the, the ankle with his foot. That's really loose. Now he's just high on the hips, high across the back, 
already on an angle and he just has no grip. So he just falls right off. And Whitaker was able to, uh, to shuck him off there. That was really nice. That was really nice from Whitaker. Um, just making sure that Jacare was never able to get a solid position. And nice wizard on the uh, on the get up attempt there. And Chuck circles out, gets him off the cage. Great job, really great job. In the article, uh, wrestling for MMA, Robert Whitaker, I broke that down that sequence as well. Uh, maybe with some more details, some more important things. But now Whitaker pressuring him a little bit more, jam through his guard. It's good stuff. Let's see how Jacare adjusts. But basically, that was his whole his whole path to victory. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be tough to establish new threats uh, with his existing skill set. I mean, oh, nice one-two entry there from, from Whitaker. Knocks Jacare out of balance. Hard to tell if that was a slip or if he rocked him, but no need to follow him to the ground yet. Uh, 140 in the round here. Whitaker jogging around the outside, a little straight kick to keep a distance. Jockeray tried to overhand counter, but distance wasn't really there. A little step and faint from Whitaker. There we go. There's the jab, uppercut, and then left hooks. Pivots on his left hook to get out back to the center. That's very nice. Good ring craft there from Whitaker. And how much distance he covers on his jab is also very nice. And the way he uh, uses the shoulder to protect himself. Um, it gets him in trouble with strikers, but to keep oh, nice uh Overhand counter of the jab there by Jacare Get some trouble with strikers, but just keep distance on grapplers. It's it's a good a good style. Showing the front kick again. Jacare showing the front kick. Put her getting behind his shoulder with his left hook. Good long jab from Whitaker. This is anti-wrestling, right? You just want to make it hard for them to, to get into these wrestling situations. Good pushing off on the biceps once they get into that clinch. Disengage. So Jacare looking to counter punch a little bit, but he has a really bad read on Whitaker's offense. And uh, he's a lot slower and he's definitely trying to react to him. He's the slower guy. He's the older guy. Reacting to him is not going to work. Jacare needs to figure out how to pressure, but when he pressures, he walks into stuff even more because he's just not defensively very good and gets hit off the break there. Whitaker jabbing him up. So we'll see what adjustment Jacare tries to make, but. This fight was basically won uh, in the first couple of minutes with those grappling exchanges. But it is a testament to Jacare's skill set that he can get these pretty not-so-great uh, entrances on his wrestling. Uh, you know, just a shallow wizard and, like, not even an underhook, like, not a good clinch position, and still use those outside and inside leg trips against the cage to begin grappling sequences, just create some sort of scramble off an attempt. That's crazy danger. That that is extremely dangerous. So, uh, credit to him uh, for being able to force the situations. I would love it if his wrestling was better, just you know, flat better. But you know, it's it's not nothing uh, for him to not have good positions there because uh, he can make stuff happen off of bad positions. So, good reactions by Whitaker. You know, Whitaker did did his work to make sure that those weren't actually deep ties, actually good entries on Jacare's part. Uh, which is better than someone like Yoel did. Uh, Jacare had a lot of success wrestling Yoel Romero on the cage, um, so did Derek Brunson. Um, you know, Jacare has taken many people down in the UFC despite his wrestling not being fully optimized for it. Uh, so it's still a, a testament to Whitaker uh, that he was able to stop that. And that's kind of what this is all about, right? 
is how impressive is it for him to have stopped this person from doing the thing that they wanted to do? Um, I think very, <laughs> very impressive. This is the fact of the matter is he kind of shut down Jock Ray's entire game already, and <laughs> the, it can only get worse from here for Jock Ray. So Jock Ray not really having an answer. It just kind of speaks to him being a little bit one note with his, his skill set, but he, uh, he definitely improves his boxing after this fight. Um, it's a very short window where Jacare is a kind of a fun offensive boxer for like two or three fights after this. Oh, cracks him with the two off that one. Jacare hurt real bad. Trying to control arms and, and guard and Whitaker just gets up. Yeah, Jacare is just defensively too porous. Uh, not a good pressure fighter and couldn't get his, his wrestling going or his grappling going once he got those situations. So big outside shot. See, that's why he didn't do that. <laughs> it's, it's hard and wasn't going to work as it covered too much distance to get to the legs. And Whitaker too good of a scrambler and wrestler for that to work anyway. Whitaker walking him down now. Oh, jab, uppercut. Wobbles Jacare a little bit. Yeah, Jacare just trying to survive at this point. Rob just bouncing in and out off his entries. Oh, walked, walked him into the head kick there. Jacare wobbling a little bit again. Front kick up the middle. Yeah, with his straights, he's coming in and out on them. And with everything else, he's, he's weaving up through the guard. As Whitaker. And remember, Jacare, like I said, he hadn't, he really hadn't lost or looked like he had much trouble with anyone but Yoel Romero at this point in the UFC. So pretty huge that Whitaker's dominating him. <laughs> oh, nice left hook off the straight entry there from Whitaker. I love that. He's been doing that uh, in both fights that we've seen. Oh, a nice shoulder feint and then uh, extends on the jab. And that body front kick has been really good as well. Yeah, it's the length that Whitaker's able to get on his strikes makes this so much harder for Chakra. <laughs> Because he has to, you know, all he knows is to explode to cover distance. Doesn't want to jab with him. Can't really jab with him. He had that overhand counter once, but just having a hard time getting a read because Whitaker faints. Oh, nice left hook on the break from the, uh, the pocket from Whitaker. So whenever he sees Jacare loading up to do something, he knows he has the range. He just hits the body or, or jabs to interrupt that uh, momentum. And every time Whitaker faints, he gets longer and lower in his stance. And that makes it that much harder to do anything to him with your Jacare. Uh, jab hook there from Whitaker. A lot of faints now. Faints the jab. Explodes on the left hook. Jacare, like, didn't totally fall apart. He just didn't have any answers. Yeah, one, two into the head kick. Rocks Jacare. Whitaker punching him through the guard now, follows up, posts on the head to keep him flat so he can't avoid any shots on his back. And probably should have stopped that right after he dropped him, honestly. Throws across the guard, leg drag, tries to get more ground and pound going from Turtle, and Yamasaki stops it. So let me explain something. Uriah Hall did a better job than Jacare. That doesn't make Uriah Hall a higher-ranked win than Jacare. It's the way the styles match up that makes it an easier 
or, you know, more dramatic fight for Whitaker. Um, I think Jacare's advantage as a grappler was a bigger deal than Hall being competitive with him as a striker. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's not like Rob looked that much better in this fight on his feet. He looked, I think he looked better, but I don't think he looked that much better on his feet. I think his hands looked a little better. Um, but you know, it's just the way it's just the way things match up. So measuring quality by the success the person had in the fight isn't really fair because this was a really tough fight for Jacare, uh, a guy that he could not close distance on, a guy that he couldn't wrestle with, and a guy who had the scrambling to not get grappled either. Um, it's a really, really, really tough fight for him. So. Uh, we've seen him against plenty of other people being able to impose his game and his game being very good when he does impose it. Uh, so you have to consider those types of things. I don't think Jock did a particularly good job trying to do anything, but you know, those situations where he almost forced those grappling exchanges and, and did kind of have a couple of positions, that was scary, uh, definitely scary. So uh, just based on you know aggregate skill set, physical tools, you know everything in that regard, uh, this is this is a higher ranked win. Uh, for Robert Whitaker, and you know, maybe you disagree with that inherently, but I think that's fair. Uh, so Jacare is an 84, is what I had it. Um, you know, it feels high, it feels high, but it did give Jared Cannonier and Darren Till B minus ratings, so I think it, it needs to be better than that. <laughs> I think Rob just made him look bad, honestly. I don't think it's much worse than that, so I'm gonna keep it. Um, so probably uh, probably Whitaker's third best win behind the Romero wins. Okay, so I'm aware that the second Yoel Romero fight is a better fight entertainment-wise and probably a better win for Whitaker than the first Yoel Romero fight. However, spilling the beans. So we have this goal. We have this 200 patron goal for fundraising. When we hit 200 patrons, we're going to release an article series about the top five UFC fights of all time. Uh, from our perspective, uh, that's going to be articles like breakdown articles on the fights and about why the fights are great. And we're also going to do commentary videos on each of the fights. Romero Whitaker 2 is one of the fights. There you go. Now, you know, um, <laughs> spoilers. So I'm not going to do that one. Uh, it'll be done soon. You will you'll see it soon. Uh, and if I am there on that, which I think I will be, because uh, is the one writing the article and you know the article author will be doing the commentaries with someone else and I like to do commentaries with Shriram so I think I'll be doing that one with him so you will see me commentate uh, Whitaker Romero too and we will definitely discuss ratings because Shriram's about this about this life too in fact he's been on an episode of Resume Review with me before so get ready for that that'll be you know within a month I think within a month all right so with that in mind we're going to watch Robert Whitaker versus Yoel Romero one. And I hate when you type in Whitaker Romero and fight pass and it brings up the card. It's not what I want. I don't want fights that were on the Robert Whitaker or Yoel Romero card. I want the fight. Okay. So five round fight coming up. Gonna test my, uh, my ability to speak after two other fights. I'd rather start with a five-rounder and then do, but I like to do things chronologically. I can't help it. So, um, yeah, some context for this one. This is right after the, the Jacare fight for Rob. So, uh, you know, pretty simple. This is 2017. And for Yoel, 
this is right after the after the Jacare fight, which you know arguably he didn't win that. Maybe um, and he fights Chris Weidman. Weidman has a little bit of success on, on his snatch single, but not too much success. And then Lul knocks him out with a flying knee and kills him. So good good giant win streak there from Yoel. Uh, since his fifth professional fight, where he lost to Fajal at 205, he's won one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight fights in a row at this point over maybe not quality opponents, people that matter. Brunson, Tavares, Kennedy, Machida, Shakre, Wyman. Pretty good win streak for middleweight, I'd say. So that sets him up for the title fight. Um, this is an interim title fight, but I think everyone at the time knew that this was the one that actually mattered. So uh, if you are a fight pass watch along person, uh, 1341 is the spot in the video. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'll share my screen now. But I say 1341. All right. Start it when I say go. Three, two, one, go. So scary. Yoel crawls, crawls out very low in his stance. So understanding Yoel Romero is a difficult task. Uh, how he likes to win fights is often a mystery to many. I know the rematch very well, uh, that Yoel's tactics, but I haven't studied this one very much, so we'll see. But that knee stomp is big. There he jacks up Rob's knee really early. So open stance here. You want to see a lot of rear hand attacks from Yoel. And control the lead hand. A nice uh, fight in the hands to, to pivot out back to center. But again, what does he all want to do? Does he want to hold center? Does he want to pressure? Does he want to counter on off the back foot? I'm not sure. Is he just fighting? Some might have to, oh, kicks out the knee there on Rob's entry. So that's a really good tool. That's a really good idea because Rob is blitzing in so often. You interrupt that momentum, stomp that good leg. He can't push off on it to explode in both when you do it and also afterward because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think his knee's already hurt. So he's having a lot of trouble closing distance like he likes to. The question is, what, what does Yoel want to do otherwise? What else is he interested in doing in this fight? Would he like to wrestle? Yes. But what's, it, what's the plan? When is he going to wrestle? So a lot of outside kicking here. Um, run, runs into into a jab there. Good uh, evasion in the pocket and uh, throwing Rob off of him. And there's a good counter uh, rear hook after catching the hands on on the jab. There's that stomp kick again. So yeah, I think just a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a hook kick. Um, a lot of the rear rear leg kicking. Oh, there's the reactive shot, reactive single, tumbles off. Oh my god, runs it through and throws him off his feet. If you watch, uh, if you read my article, Wrestling for MMA, uh, Yoel Romero, you'll see my breakdown of this fight. Um, wow. Very impressive. I like the uh, the outside reap attempt from Yoel from that rear standing position, but yeah, Rob really good at sinking his hips back, pummeling in, getting out of those situations, but huge, huge double. That would be four points in freestyle. And he exposed his back on, on the finish. Um, oh, Pulls into the collar tie, flying knee, double change off the off the flying knee into the double, up into the body lock, puts him on the cage. That's that's some chain wrestling that pretty much no one else in the world can replicate. Oh my god, 
It's a crazy sequence. And Rob does an excellent job in that sequence, keeping his hips all the way back. Uh, maybe he'll eat a knee, but with, with a guy like Yoel, you cannot have your hips near him when he has his hands locked or he's going to throw you. Uh, probably the Polish throw. Step outside, bleed leg, and, and toss you. It's really hard to accomplish against the cage. Now he's uh, shoulder striking him, which I'm sure does not feel great um, from that body lock. Rob pummeling in really hard to get the separation, separates the hands. Nice. Pushes off on the bicep and pulls with the collar to get the angle to get out. Really good stuff from Rob. And just crazy, crazy training to get into that situation in the first place from Yoel. The way he pulls the, the collar on his flying knee is also very impressive. That rear, rear leg kicking again. Going for the, the leg now. That's good. Good general striking tactics. Linear retreat there, but shows that he knows how to get out laterally as well, especially in the pocket. I'm not sure what he's trying to do intercepting there, but definitely looking to intercept Rob's entry. And Yoel's head is made out of something crazy, so he can... <laughs> He can kind of play with ideas and, and get hit. I think managing his, uh, his gas tank has always been a more important thing. And, you know, the sooner he can figure out what his offense, what he wants his offense to be, the better, because sometimes it takes a while to get going. We said we've had a couple of counter punches here from, from UOL, had some lead uh, open side kicking rather from the rear leg. Um, and we had that little flurry where he, uh, two flurries uh, where he wrestled. One was intercepting an intercepting single. Oh, there he comes off the, uh, he shot off his knees there. I'm going back. I'm sorry. We're at uh, 30 seconds here. I got to see it. So he tries to counterpunch, lands on his knees, shoots off his knees into the, the seatbelt and gets him on, on the cage in the body lock again. Crazy. You know how hard it is to shoot off your knees? There's like less than 50 people in the world that are good at that probably. Not in MMA, period. It's very difficult. Oh, boots out the, the, the leg there with the leg kick. But uh, oof. Yeah, the fact that he can wrestle through these situations into the clinch and get some control time on the cage, that's good uh, if he can't take him down clean. I mean, Chakra had a hard time holding the guy down, so even if you do take him down, it's going to be tough uh, to put him on his back. So a good round overall. So the intercepting shots are there for you well. I think he's just uh, a little indecisive about what, if he wants to counter uh, on the back foot or if he wants to shoot on the back foot and he's kind of doing both. He's kind of looking for his counter and then whether he hits his counter or not, if, if you, if Rob is still there, he's shooting for his hips, Rob's got great hips, gets them back, you know, wizards off, gets angles. Um, and you all just continues to drive into these clinch situations. So I think, um, he's doing a decent job so far considering what he's looking to do. So I think just be, be solid, uh, on the feet, be solid from uh, like a mid-range kickboxing match and not really look to pressure or take the back foot particularly. Uh, just be be good on the feet, which is an idea. It's an idea. When you hit really hard and you have great durability, that's that's not a bad idea. Um, and, you know, pressuring hard could give Rob better opportunities to get his strikes off and taking the back foot would definitely give Rob the opportunity to counter, uh, to pressure rather, which is worse. So I, I think, you know, just holding center and, and just kind of, Taking your entries when you want them isn't a bad idea. Um, and this is kind of like when he really wants to force this situation, he'll explode into his offense and pressure. But for energy conservation, I can see why this would be a, an interesting idea uh, for him, why this would be appealing. So round two just started. I'm at 440, round two. 
route goes high. And I think, uh, I think he, he well blocked those forums. Hard to tell though. Oh, nice uh, overhand counter, but uh, Rob jabs off the uh, disengagement. Well, showing him his lead hand, showing him the sidekick a little bit there. Superman punch from Yoel. Kind of lands, honestly. The fact that he can just do that is so annoying. Oh, throws his rear hand off the stomp. That's nice. Some good ideas on the feet here from Yoel. Not necessarily sustainable ideas, but they're working. Linear retreat out of that lead hook attempt from Whitaker. Showing the lead hand a little bit as Yoel. Gauging his reactions. Yeah, the sidekick is also a good tool. Oh, flying me to the body as he was trying to pivot out. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, Yoel definitely using the sidekick to the body and to the legs. Oh, reactive double finishes on the head there. Very nice. Gets Robin Butterfly. Uh, guard on the ground. Keeping completely flat. And Yoel looks very heavy. Uh, pressing off on the head. But yeah, Yoel to uh, intercept Rob's entry is using the stomp kick to the legs and using the sidekick to the body. So the same kick, two different levels. Uh, and that's working pretty well for him. Obviously, Rob sometimes comes in high and like, you know, Superman punches and things like that and can hit you over that. But uh, that is not a sustainable idea for many people. Uh, these are two very, very athletic men <laughs> using their athletic advantages uh, to pursue very unique approaches. Um, but yeah, the reactive shot was good there for you. Well, he's got him, got him flat in his back. And uh, Rob's just trying to control his posture here and play with those, those, not even the butterflies now. He's got the inside of the ankles hooked. Uh, over top now he's going back to half butterfly i think he's trying to elevate him but he just <laughs> it's heavy <laughs> he's trying to pull him down here so not looking to elevate now he's looking to control the arms let's see if he goes feet on hips tries to explode up kind of sit up to his his butt which is where you'd rather play butterfly than flatten your back you're not gonna get a lot done oh a little scissor sweep attempt there from rob gives up uh turtle who else in rear standing now Probably going to fight the hands a little bit. Yeah, there's, there he goes. Gets his hips forward to try to fight the hands. Gets himself to the cage. It's pretty good. You're all looking to kick out the base leg there from rear standing. Yep. Kicking out the uh, the far leg. Wow. Um, need of the inside of the leg. Yeah, he's kicking out that far leg on the uh, first standing. That's that's tough. Tough to do, but also tough to deal with if, if they do do it. But he's leaning forward, so that's the, that's the leg where all the weight is. Nice job uh, turning in and pummeling by Whitaker. He's definitely tough in these situations, but the judges like top control. They like takedowns. So being on your back flat for, you know, what was that, over a minute? That was a decent amount of time. That's good. Now he's got this over-under lock. He's going to go take that outside angle. Yep. Oh, <laughs> real big boot. Kicks out the leg there while he's walking, times the step. Uh, but right back to his feet is Whitaker. I think based on this fight, people are like, oh, he well doesn't really have a top game. Jockery couldn't do anything to him. Okay. Jockery has a good top game. So Robert Whitaker is not easy to, to control on the ground. He's got these over-unders here. And yeah, normally he'd be throwing them, but you don't have the room to step around outside and behind to get to these big back arch throws that he likes. So he could get an inside trip here if he wanted, but I think he's just looking to hold and control. Again, you also have to evaluate Yoel Romero's approach based on energy conservation. That's important for him too. Um, you know, approaching his best wing condition doesn't mean just doing all the things that he needs to do actively and often, because what if he gasses out and then he's not going to be as effective winning a five round fight. So 
oh, huge level change reactively, but level change in place uh, to get a flurry off that. Uh, but yeah, great hits from, from Rob, not, uh, not getting taken down there, but yeah. Romero's just looking to intercept him and catch him coming in and not actually shoot forward and drive. I think that's why that didn't work. Holding a two on one there, got the uh, wrist locked. Just try to probably switch that off to an underhook across the back at this point because that's the side that Rob's escaping to. But if you can pull that arm across, should be able to hold him in place. And there's only 10 seconds left in the round as well. Just going to lock up that overhook. There's the inside trip. Yeah, off the, off the overhook. Um, very nice. Very nice stuff there from UL in that round. So he won that one, I would say. Uh, so the wrestling has been great for him in terms of pursuing his win condition. I like the decisions he's making in these situations um, on the feet, just kind of hanging out on the outside and being annoying and kicking his legs and being a threat and Rob being pretty reliant on bursting in for a lot of his offense. I think it's a good game plan. I think it's a good approach. And obviously if you start weighing in like the competencies like of his wrestling or like his physical factors like his chin or his durability or his power or his speed or his explosivity or any of that stuff that's obviously a huge boost to his rating so uh right now i have this as like a high b like a b plus but beating this guy is so hard it's so hard like if you look at like the paulo costa fight for example costa won that first round because he well decided to play back foot and didn't really do much of anything and just tried to be defensive the entire time once he actually started attacking and, and being offensive and put himself back in the fight it wasn't that hard for him honestly um <laughs> so this guy uh, just depending on his approach can be extremely difficult to beat uh, and sometimes he beats himself with uh, the decisions he makes but decision making has been good in this fight if i remember correctly it's just more of an energy management thing and this one he kind of drops off with production later on but i mean he's done a great job here so far the really tough style matchup and this is a guy who's extremely difficult to wrestle, and he, he's accomplished that. It's taken a lot of attempts, and UL's attempts are very energy-consuming. Uh, In pure wrestling, he actually didn't expend a lot of energy at all <laughs> with his style. He's more of a snap-down, go-behind guy. And if you uh, really resist the, the snap-down, the go-behind, he can ankle-pick you. So um, good footwork on the, uh, on the straight attacks there from UL. But you need to fix his glove. Yeah, if you watch his wrestling matches, besides like when he goes upper body and has the opportunity to throw people, normally he just gets heavy with his hands and just works away at people more uh, gradually. It's, it's a lot different than the way he fights. Um, there's almost no similarity but until you see him in the positions and he goes to the same things, but his conceptual approach to MMA is, is so much different. Um, I think he kind of treats these situations in the feet like hand fighting. Oh, to hop forward from the straight kick and the level change. But uh, if you're going to hop in off a long attack, then you're already giving them a lot of distance between your hips. Good straight kick there from Rob. Yeah, I feel like he kind of, oh, another same thing. Uh, teeping, really hard teeps from Yoel, but he's also running into counters from Rob. That's good. Good entry there from Whitaker, and I get his hips back off the reactive shot. Not a lot of room for Yoel to plant and drive forward when he goes back to the cage like that, so that's a good time to do it. Much less effective with the reactive takedown when his back's pinned to the cage. It's circling off there. He's going to give himself a little more room. Yeah, to try to complete my thought, I think Yoel Romero treats striking a lot of the times like the hand fight, where sometimes it's just like little little things, little looks. You're not necessarily winning the fight or winning the match from the hand fight. You're just 
trying to see what you can set up, trying to get to certain ties and uh, trying to move them around and trying to uh, pick away at them a little bit every once in a while and, and choosing choosing your spots to attack. I think maybe that is something that, that transferred over. Uh, which with a such a long freestyle career like he had, like his freestyle process can't not influence the way he fights. That's the, that's the athlete that he's been the majority of his life. Um, his MMA career is like a blip compared to <laughs> how much he wrestled. So it's interesting watching his matches and trying to figure that out based on watching him. Dan Albert had a really good article on like understanding Yoel, uh, focusing on his fight with Izzy, but good head moving off the straight kicks. Um, so when he's like not doing things on the feet, it's not necessarily counterintuitive to his game plan. Uh, sometimes it's is his game plan. <laughs> like I said, I think I think he definitely gets tired from the way he has to wrestle Rob, and Rob attacking is good. And now uh, he gets a counter counter overhand there off the entry, but I think a lot of context is required to evaluate UL. Slips off the jab and tries to get his reactive takedown. But again, it's a lot of level change can place and then trying to shoot forward. He wasn't really like an outside shot guy in wrestling. Like that wasn't really what he did. What he did. He just has that ability, but it's not a style that he's enforced in wrestling either. So it's not really going to be his forte. But the fact that he's had a lot of success with it is, is pretty interesting. He's running into Rob's hips here. Rob's getting good uh, at, at underhooking with that lead hand. That's cutting off a lot of these attempts and getting his hips back. So match the levels, use your hands to fight the underhook and get the hips back. Like we talked about, head, hands, hips. And Whitaker's strike selection has been pretty pretty solid as well. A lot of rear hand leads. And when he does lead with his lead hand, he's getting down behind it. And uh, the straight kicking is interesting because that's if you level change, you're going to eat the kick. <laughs> you can't you know, level change under a straight kick like that. Uh, so you all really need to get back to his kicking game because he's a... Uh, Having a hard time getting his offense off, and Whitaker is uh, kickable for sure. And it was a good slip there. Me well, but no counter. Tries to pivot off there, eats the hook. Seems like it doesn't really matter that much if you hit Yoel Romero. It doesn't affect him very much, but it still scores, of course. Yeah, I think Yoel took the round off, honestly. Because <laughs> he has enough energy to be defensively. Decent, but isn't really choosing to counter when he has the opportunities. And I think the reactive shots he's been forced into took a lot out of him. Kind of wrestle through Rob's hips off of his knees a lot of the time. Now Rob using that that uh, push kick, you know, stepping up with the fainting to get the reactions out and then falls up with his hands when he's got Yoel pinned down. All these flying attacks really make me anxious. But yeah, throughout the fight, Yoel had done a good job circling out, slipping and circling out or pivoting out. And uh, sometimes he does it with uh, with the straight kicking, but when he goes to the body with the straight kicking more often, Whitaker does, uh, Yoel moves straight back. And now that he's getting more tired, he's moving straight back more. So he's just using those tools to pin him down to a certain spot in the cage and then let go with his hands. Because uh, leading with his hands from the outside has been uh, slightly dangerous with the counters and with the reactive shots. So he's finding that the uh, the lead, the straight kicking is, has been a really good tool for him. And keep in mind that his knee is busted and he's doing all this. So it's pretty crazy. So was that round three? 
All right, this fight's moving along. Good pace. Best thing about having the fight on really low volume is I rarely have to hear the commentators, <laughs> except for when I stop talking. So I need to fill the silence. All right, round four, starting the just touch gloves set uh, 55. This is a straight kick again from Whitaker. Not step feints there. Well, touching the leg. See, like UL is pressuring a little bit more in this round. Oh, <laughs> he eats the head kick there. There's the reactive shot. Oh, wow. Wrestles to the back. Oh, good hip forward, hip ice uh, by Whitaker. Full switch attempt there. UL stays on the rear standing, gets into the cage. Really, really good hips, really good reactions there from Whitaker. Could have fought the hands a little bit more while he was uh, doing that hip motion, but Yoel was covering really well. I'm sure his grip is tight. Um, he must be so strong. So he's on that rear standing now, trying to take out that uh, that base leg. Just gonna make sure he's covering the hips, following following Rob there, making sure he doesn't lose track of him. Knees the butt. If you want a more, a more in-depth breakdown of that little situation that happened to get here, that's in the article. Uh, it's in the Wrestling for MMA uh, Robert Whitaker and the Wrestling for MMA Ewell Romero article. So check it out. It's good stuff. Rob pummeling inside for the underhook on that side, and Ewell tried to double off there, but it's hard to once, once they have the underhook. Uh, so waited a little too long, but it was a good, a good instinct. To try to double off on the uh, on the return. Yeah, Rob's a great wrestler. What can I say? <laughs> he just wobbled a little bit there on his lead leg. Yeah, the fact that he's doing all these things with his knee like done is uh, ridiculous, frankly. I don't know how athletes do these things. Like Spencer Lee with the no ACLs at NCAAs, that I really don't get it, but. What can I say? They're built different. Another reactive single. Oh, nice uh, turn and limp leg out by Whitaker. It's good stuff. It's just got great, great reactions. Just does the right things right away. And he does them athletically. Like, what else do you need? That's, that's kind of the whole thing with Aldo. Aldo, too, also, with his striking style, made people, you know, shoot singles on him because his, his stance was so so good. And the way he turned his hips in as soon as you, uh, as soon as you shot straight in on him. He fed you his hips, so you had to convert to the single. Oh, nice flying knee there from Yoel. Yeah, his activities definitely dropped off. Um, did have that little bit of control time off the, off the shot. Who knows what the judges are going to think about that. So if he gets a little bit done the feet here, you could see the judges still giving it to him. He's going to have to produce a little bit more. I, th I think he's very tired. He's selling out on these blitzes to get the control with the wrestling. That's making it a lot harder for him to deal. Oh, nice uh Bounces into the left hook off the kick. That's pretty similar to what he did to Tavares. There's the straight kick to get him back to the cage. Another straight kick. Yoel stomps the knee. There, Yoel hand fights his way into the pocket a little bit, but doesn't find anything. Whew, huge winging lead uppercut there from Whitaker misses, but that would have been ouch. 
That would have been rough. Yeah, so in the rematch, you can definitely see why UL took the approach that he did. I thought it was brilliant the way he fought that rematch. He probably won that one, honestly. Can't wait to do that commentary. It's going to be fun. Stomps the knee, but Waker gets the other uh, rear hand counter off. UL showing a level change a little bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> fought through the hands to the doubles. So his drive drove through, but Whitaker, you know, turned his hips in and uh, got out of that. Another reactive single there. Limp legs out, kicks out, tries to find the single again. So Yoel is forcing a lot of these shots. If he does not have them, he does not have the entry, and he just keeps driving through to get to the legs, um, which is crazy impressive, but Rob's defense is too good for that to work. So he's, he's trying to wrestle. I don't know why people say, like, why doesn't Yoel wrestle? He does all the time. Oh, tries to step through the, the straight kick. Tries to chain into a, oh, tried to chain into the inside trip. He's driving forward, did not have his legs underneath of him on that drive. Yeah, it's the more tired he gets, the, the less fundamentally sound his shots are, although there's still a ton of horsepower behind them. Um, the Waker's defense just holds up. Nice. The stomp kick into the shot's a good idea, honestly, but I feel like Rob's going to be backing up a lot <laughs> off that, but the fact that he looked for the rear hand counter off of the stomp kick from Yoel, I could get why in his mind he said, oh, that's a good setup for my takedown. All right. So we're heading into the fifth round here. With, with regard to evaluating Yoel, I, I think it just has to do with his approach. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, between this fight and the next one, I don't think he totally gets better at anything in particular. I, I think, well, I, you know what? Maybe he already had the skill, but you could say that, okay, he learned how to box overnight uh, between the two fights because he starts using the high guard and really, really leans on the counter punching. Uh, but the way he was defensively in the rematch really uh, hurts Whitaker into those counter punches is really smart. And then the fact that he's so high guard reliant and making him come after him all the time, that sets up the reactive shots as well. Uh, so the way he approaches that, that rematch really emphasizes the successes he had in this fight. Uh, so it's really smart. Um, but, you know, I, I think that uh, in this fight, he's still trying to figure it out while he went. And uh, that, that didn't work because <laughs> he got tired. And by the time he had new ideas, they weren't really feasible. See what Rob does here. I'm at 440, the fifth round, trying the open side kicking again, trying to explode in again. He's trying to you know, empty the tank, I guess. Whew, ducks under, ducks under the head kick there. Step in knee from from Whitaker. That's smart. Kind of the reactive shot if it's going to be there to extending these exchanges. Well, actually hit a hook in the end there. Oh, there's the overhand counter from the straight kick. So Yoel definitely pulling the trigger on everything now. He said there's no reason to conserve any more energy. Just let it go. Whatever he has, steps in with his rear hand. Yeah, not great mechanically, but he's very tired, so it's hard to judge. It's hits the rear hand counter again. Because of the body on that one. Breathing super heavy. 
has a dip under that and lead hook, but Rob's uh, head movement off his shot was was good there. Rob gets back to the straight kicking. So Rob's uh, not Rob, but Yoel. This fight starts with like a pretty good, but weird idea, and in the rematch he does an even weirder idea, that is an even better idea. Like it's it's a very Yoel. Uh, rivalry but I, I enjoy that rematch so much just the way that you all did that and for rob to do what he did in that rematch is also incredible they're two of the best fighters in ufc history not just greatest they're two of the best ever that, that, that they were able to do that but they i think rob left uh, a lot of his physical prime in these fights and he's had to make some adjustments in his style since then the straight kicking is awesome you all just kind of hanging in there eating it and looking for these counters in the pocket honestly a good adjustment <laughs> if you're not able to get through it on the outside and you're having a hard time you have the durability to just not care and just try to walk through it and, and get your counters going oh and, and hold them in place with, with their tie-ups to get your shots off that's smart he's going for it that's an adjustment and stomp kicking in being as tired as he is and, and managing to, to get some effective offense going in this round is pretty cool. And maybe this is something else that, uh, that he figured out for the rematch as well, is that when he can get him in place, he can hook him on the exits. Yeah, there's, there's a, the lead hook counter again. Yeah, great performance by Whitaker, especially considering the state of his knee um, and how how much UL is trying to force these wrestling situations uh, the fact that he's able to get through them. It's crazy impressive. And wow, beautiful exit there by, by Whitaker to get back to center. Great footwork. Joel tried to step in through the off the kick into uh, into an elbow, it looked like. And I'm not sure how he fell down, actually. Let's take a look since this is almost over. I don't know, because if he fell immediately after he threw the kick. So it wasn't a stomp kick. It was a, a lead leg low kick. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Frame skip. Right, we're going to watch this in slow motion. I need to get to the bottom of this mystery. Not 131 of the last round. I'm going to hit play now. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. It's impossible to know. <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know. The camera angle did not really allow for me to see it. Just looked like he fell over when he was throwing the kick, honestly. I'm not sure if Rob did anything. Yeah. He fell. Uh, I think Rob just kind of hangs out in his guard, and UL is way too tired to get up at this point or do anything. Oh. Or is he? Or is he? I fast-forwarded a little bit. I'm at 30 seconds now, and he actually got some space for himself. And... Uh, Almost shrimped out, made a little bit of incentive to scramble, but no, I think he just gets uh, held in the back here. Yeah, good stuff by Rob. Open it up, the elbows on the ground and pound. I definitely won this fight. Not not a close fight, um, but a competitive fight. There's a difference. You can have a close fight that is not that is competitive, and you can have a competitive fight that's not close. Um, it happens. But yeah, I think Yoel did a good job. I think he just uh, by the time he figured out what he needed to do, he was too tired to do it effectively. 
And his ideas early on were also pretty solid, but Rob stopped them. And then once they were stopped, it was like, okay, what do I do now? And he just had to take some time. And it was just the balance of everything is just too hard to come back into that fight for Yoel, um, which is why the rematch is so cool. So it was good stuff. It was really good stuff from Whitaker. Uh, really, really impressive performance. One of his best wins. I had this as an 88, I believe, on the list. It's a, a B plus, which I think is pretty fair. Um, yeah, an 88. I think that's good. Uh, not an A win just because, you know, it kind of <laughs> fell apart for Yoel and he, he couldn't really offer him multiple threats while fresh. But dealing with the initial threat was very impressive. And then, you know, just working your way through the fight after that uh, was also impressive. But in the second fight, UL maximizes his chances. And the fact that Rob gets through it at all is just insane. Uh, so this is my Robert Wicker resume review. He is fighting Kelvin Gastelum this weekend. And feels like kind of a trap fight. I think Rob's offense is much deeper. His defense is much deeper. But Kelvin has pretty good hand speed on his one-two. He has a pull counter. Uh, he can wrestle a little bit, um, uses the open side body kick a little bit. And I think, you know, he, the, he's never going to win like minutes of this fight. But just the fact that he could uncork a one-two at any point and rock Whitaker and, and put him in some trouble freaks me out. So I hate this fight because uh, I think Rob is much better, but Calvin just has a, a good chance of hurting him and winning. Um, I hope he tries to wrestle as much as he did against Heinish because that will tire him out because he's not going to be able to wrestle Robert Whitaker. And, uh, yeah, I hope Rob uh, is offensive and pressures him and doesn't try to react to him and just and puts it on him. Um, he could play like Darren Till and, and be safer on the outside, but I think the Kelvin that showed up for Darren Till was one of the worst Kelvins of all time. Uh, he didn't take that seriously at all. He looked terribly out of shape. He had one idea the entire fight, didn't adjust, uh, looked really bad. So I think he should expect a good version of Kelvin. Uh under the wing of Benil Dariush now. He's, he's a professional. Uh, so I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but I really hope Whitaker wins. It's going to be another, hopefully, quality win on his resume uh, and another argument as to why he could be the middleweight uh, greatest of all time, which I, I hope he becomes. I, I think it's more likely that Izzy will do that. He's got a lot closer, a lot faster, um, and it seems like he has more of a career ahead of him, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and Yoel is fighting with heavyweights in Bellator now, so it looks like his time has passed at that claim. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this. If you're listening to this, if you followed along audio, uh, if you liked it, if you're willing to do all that, please, please subscribe on Patreon. Help us reach our goal. We'll have a new goal after this goal. I don't know what it will, what it will be. It'll be something fun and enticing, probably something similar um, to the current goal. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, talk to everybody on like thursday i don't know when this is going to be released but thursday this week is when the mma podcast will be out more discussion about whitaker and gaslam and that card and that one and uh and then uh, this weekend you'll hear from me again after the fights because i'm gonna do commentary on the fights. so lots of stuff to look forward to if you hate listening to me then uh you're gonna have a bad time if you made it to this point i assume you like me i like listening to the stuff so uh yeah, you're going to get more, at least two more things. And I have to do wrestling for MMA, which will probably come out before this. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot, a lot coming this week. All right. Peace out.